0: Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the other side of the firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals, just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs and sprinkle in some games entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Williams, and today I'm joined by LeVon, the master assassin Maynard.
1: Ooh, what's up? (laughs) I like that. You like that one? (laughs) All
0: right. They're getting better. They're
1: getting better. They're getting better. A new one every week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, Shannon could not join us today, uh, but we still have an action-packed show for all of you. Uh, at the top of the show, we will discuss more HBCUs joining Google's career readiness program. Uh, in topic one, Levon will uh, educate us on the the new call of um, the new call for a cyber uh, world health organization like agency. And in topic two, I will uh, uh, retread on some ISC squared uh, topics from last week about uh, online testing and a new Change.org petition trying to sway or stop IC Square from doing such. Uh all of that will be followed of course by what we've been playing. But first, how's your week been, LeBron?
1: It's been a good week, you know. Um you know, besides me just, you know, enjoying time home with the with the wife and playing some video games here and there, um uh, I've recently became a millionaire. I've been oh, uh, okay. investing <laughs> investing heavy in uh in uh GameStop, and uh, now I'm worth like what twenty five point three million dollars.
0: Really? No, I'm just I was <laughs> say, Hey, hey, we about to <laughs> we about to shut the show down. I'm like, hey, you should have told me before we started.
1: <laughs> no, I wish I was, I wish I was on the ground floor. But I'm sure you've heard about all the uh, all the crazy stuff going on with the uh, stock market. Oh uh, yeah. People on Reddit. Yeah. For our viewers that haven't heard, I mean, I'm sure you have, but. The uh, you know there's been a community a community uh, of Reddit users um, had taken over not taken over but they they've been kind of pushing their users to to buy stock, uh, particularly GameStop and some other ones that were um, being used by a lot of uh, hedge funds for like uh, short sales, um, and so to kind of counteract that. Uh, and obviously the Reddit community is a lot of gamers in there. So they, they kind of like saw that these hedge funds were taking advantage of GameStop because basically hedge funds make more money the, the, the worse the stock does. So or these short sales do. But so they came together and decided to um, buy a bunch of stock and, and increase the, the price of the, uh, the stock price, the, the price of uh, GameStop. So it caused a lot of hedge funds to lose a lot of money. And some people actually have been making, you know, a good chunk of change because they were maybe on the ground floor, uh, especially people that bought stock like a long time ago, and people that actually work for GameStop themselves. So it's been it's been a pretty interesting week. But uh, besides that, I've just been chilling out, enjoying life, uh, trying to stay out of trouble. But uh, what about what about you, Ryan? How you been doing?
0: Same old, same old. It's it's rainy season, so I've been I've been in the house a lot. Um, Busy, you know. Work is busy, busy, busy. Um, uh, We talked earlier. uh, I started doing uh, yoga last week, so my second week Mm, of yoga. Nice. My core, my core is trash. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but I I enjoy it. Like uh, you know, it's it's a it's a workout. Uh, But similar to you, I also am in the uh, the the Reddit uh nonsense but mm-hmm. I, I don't have any GameStop, unfortunately uh i have amc
1: yeah
0: i'm holding on to some amc nice uh, nice yeah i, I had a, a lot of potential the past couple of days before they they started to, to throttle the stock and uh all the other nonsense right. that happened so i'm, I'm about even right now um that's good i had an opportunity to jump on GameStop. I had a friend who was like a couple years ago was like, hey, listen, it's down to a dollar. We know they're they're on their last leg. Just buy some shares and, you know, uh, play around with it. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm out of the penny game stock. I don't buy things that fail anymore. Yeah. All I had to do was buy a hundred shares. And I would be <sighs> I would be like, at one point, I would have been up to, with a with hundred shares, I would have had
1: $50,000. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. So I mean you can't predict Man. you can't predict the market.
1: Um Yeah, yeah, you never know.
0: I would've that's, been uh I would've been I would have been so excited because not not for the money, but just I can give somebody else this production job. I can I can pay right. I can pay somebody
1: <laughs> for me. That's right. That's somebody doing the work for you.
0: Man. But you know it is what it
1: is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's kind of a, people call it and it is it's it's a form of gambling I'd say. Oh yeah. That, uh, you yeah. Know, stock market. And um you know, there's been a lot of controversy and then people uh mostly people that are well off that are doing well, like these hedge fund owners, things like that have been kind of complaining about how this whole process has been going on with you know people being able to make money off of uh uh off of this stock but it's it's almost like a um I don't know, it's kind of like a uh uh kind of like turning the tables a little bit on some of these head funds and people that are maybe not a bunch of billionaires and millionaires making some good, good amount of money, thousands of million, if not millions of dollars off of these stocks. Um, it's, it's like a, it's a, uh, and then, you know, I know, I'm sure you heard that some of the, uh, I think you mentioned it too, that some of the, uh, uh, these organizations that provide users access to stocks have been like cutting people off so that they can't purchase any more. Yeah. Um, and a lot of controversy and I think they even there's some, some lawsuits that have been uh, uh, some, some lawsuits that have been put together to come after these these companies uh, for this so I think it's kind of interesting how that's working out but uh, nonetheless I think it's, it's a very interesting situ- situation and uh, it's kind of like the little people I guess like the 1% or like the 99% so to speak is like actually able to um, you know accumulate some wealth which I think is a great thing overall
0: right yeah yeah there's going to be like this uh again we're we're in history making territory the, the market will never be the same um yeah after this um obviously these 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 uh these stocks or securities or whatever will go back to to normal uh however mm-hmm. those those hedge funds did lose billions of dollars on, yeah uh, and what, what blows my mind uh and this is not the stock uh, podcast but just just a to, I guess share share some quick thoughts. Um, if financial institutions start asking for regulation, you know you found the cheat code. But like mm-hmm. now they're now right. they're, they're crying for regulation, and we've been crying for regulation forever. Um, yeah, to protect ourselves against them, because when they go bust, the the world economy gets hurt. We make a few dollars; right. it's a problem. Like, oh no, we want right. regulation. Like you, you should you could have been regulated yourself, but.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I digress. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you though. I think that's uh, that's a good point, point. and I think it's something like you said. I think it's going to be uh, there might be some shifts going on, and and maybe for better or worse, I mean things are going to change. Um, and uh, you know, if all it takes is like some people to come together on a on a on a, uh, a forum somewhere to uh, you know raise the stock price, then you know, a hey, it's either it, it's it's uh kind of is what it is i guess maybe it's um maybe it's, it's 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 it should be that way or maybe it shouldn't be that way who knows but it's it's something that um that i think at this point it's it's a good thing that people have been able to kind of realize and see some of these either faults or these um opportunities that that we have because a lot of people even at a young age don't even get a chance to learn much about the stock market I think people are more kind of respect, receptive and more um, kind of conscious of the stock market nowadays and understand how it works a little bit better than maybe in the past. Right. And uh, kid, you know, kids don't, don't learn about stocks growing up. I think that should be something that's part of like school education, learning uh, how to invest money and, you know, plan for your future and things like that. I think that's a should be like a class in like high school or something. Um, but, you know, I think people are kind of learning a little bit more nowadays. So I think that's a good thing overall.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be lots of lessons learned. Uh, people have a little bit of play money as well, um, especially if you got in at at the bottom. You, you're uh, you're probably yeah. still doing well. Um, Absolutely. All right, pivot. Absolutely, to... and I didn't
1: mean to take that off on a tangent there, no, but <laughs> I forgot no, to throw that out there. That's a pretty, you're good. pretty a, big uh, topic yeah, this week.
0: That's yeah. to- I think I think it'll be a, a, a good topic for a couple weeks, man. Like I don't think I don't think we've seen the end of it. Yeah. I think I think it's still right. a little bit more play left, um, so we'll, we'll see what kind of nonsense happens.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, back to hot topics. So that was, I, I guess that was a hot topic. So second hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so last week we talked about uh, H- HBCUs coming to the table um, to, uh, or I should say, Google coming to the table to speak to H- HBCUs historically black colleges, universities, um, in regards to their hiring practices and, and, basically, um, some of the, uh, the nonsense that happened with the, uh, the one and only HBCU, um, recruiter that brought in like a 300%, um, more, uh, black and brown employees. So, uh, some good news this week for, uh, for Google. So this week, um, it shows that, uh, Alabama A&M University, Stillman College, and Tuskegee University are joining its growth with Google Historical Black Colleges and Universities Career Readiness Program. Um, so through a $1 million investment in the Third Good Marshall College Fund, the program provides digital skills, workshops, and HBCU career centers to help Black students prepare for the workforce. So this is great stuff. So the announcement mm-hmm. um, in October was that the initiative's goal was to reach 20000 with these three new universities jumping on board as well uh it it may even reach even more students um so it's not all doom and gloom like i don't have a i don't have a personal view with just i'm just putting the truth out there right uh and this is a good story like Mm -hmm. this is this is uh, another million dollars uh being added to the overall 15 million dollar commitment uh to upskill black uh workers and uh find them you know Uh, good jobs when they, when they graduate. So uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's obviously another great, uh, great, a great story to hear that, you know, these, these investments are being made. Um, You know, I know we kind of talked about a lot last week, but just, uh, you know, just invested in, in um, young up and comers and and college students that are, are trying to get skilled up in technology as, as technology has been, like one of the the biggest industries I think in the last, you know, however so so long years, Um, it continues to, to gather, um, you know, gather traction. And I think, uh, I don't know the statistics, but I'm pretty sure like some of the top, the top companies right now, top earning companies are tech companies like Apple, uh, Google, Microsoft, Facebook. uh, I think even Netflix, I think those are all like, like top earning companies right now. So, it's uh, it's good that these investments are being made into these, um, you know, primarily Black sc- schools, uh, historically Black universities that are getting the opportunity to develop the, the, the student body, to be ready for these jobs, be ready for these positions, be ready to make an impact. And I don't think there's anything you can kind of, uh, you know, look down on this as, as far as like it's a good opportunity. And I think that, you know, they should continue this trend and, and, you know, even look out for, uh, you know, other maybe underserved communities as well, you know, besides just the Black uh, universities, obviously the Hispanic universities, as well as, uh, I don't know if they have universities or not, but like Native Native Americans, uh, Native Alaskan, like uh, organizations or groups of people that can use these kind of uh, 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 programs and, and, and investments to, to help educate and help getting ready for, uh, for technology. And I... Uh, I don't think there's anything uh you could find fault with that.
0: No, definitely not. Uh one of the quotes in the article, uh, I didn't state where the article came from, did I? So this was an article on yellowhammernews.com. Um, but one of the statements was I just scrolled, the global pandemic has punctured and underscored the emerging role, or I'm sorry, punctuated and underscored the emerging role that digital skills will have in the workplace. The new norm will mandate that all college students have some form of mastery of digital skills. So this even goes beyond mm-hmm. uh, tech. It's just in general. Um, yeah. You know, 2020 has shown us that the the, the world is going towards uh, working from home um, where it right. can. Like that won't be every job, but a lot of jobs now they, they've proven. You can do it remotely. It, it may stay that way. So all the college kids mm-hmm. really need these skills. So it'll definitely come in handy for when they transition to the, uh, to the real world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just like you said, uh, just in general, like everything's going digital, even just uh, people just having regular, like office, like skills, as far as being able to, being able to get on a computer and put together like some documentation, spreadsheets, put together presentation. Um, You know, people are kind of, companies in general and, and people in, in across the world getting away from using paper copies and um everybody's taking notes on a computer. You see like a college you watch like a uh I don't know like a, a video of like a college campus or college um uh like session going on and you see everybody like on their on their computers just typing up notes and um everybody has to have their own laptop. Nowadays people don't really use paper as much as they did in the past, I think. Um it seems like more of a, a digital age. And I think once people kind of get a little bit more used to that, and, um, you know, obviously some people in underserved communities may not have access to all these resources to be able to skill up. You know, people don't, a lot of people may not have money to to buy a laptop and, uh, even let alone like take a course or something to learn about some of the more, um, I don't know, deep, the more high level, like, or more, I guess maybe low level, like, uh, uh, um, techniques and just like ability the, the skill set to be able to to manage like their the applications and you know how to how to use a computer, you know, maybe to its fullest uh, capabilities. So I think it's uh you it's a good thing overall and I think people uh, should get skilled up. I think that I think that's another thing that maybe you should be if it isn't already in uh in schools. I don't think I had it when I was growing up, but have like uh you know digital like education people like uh, kids coming up and all these like kids nowadays grow up with like cell phones and laptops um but some people don't, and so I think it's it's good to just make sure to ha- have that level level set uh across the across the boards everybody has the same kind of education everybody knows what's uh, what's up
0: right yeah and and things things shift so like yeah when we were kids uh the proliferation of uh of computers and whatnot weren't uh wasn't as uh, it, it's a necessity now, like having having internet, like having a utility. Like I need my water, I need my right. you know my electricity, and I need my internet <laughs> just to function. Like right. I, some people can't you can't yeah. bills without it. Um, uh, side tangent. Um, I remember because I, I didn't I didn't grow up with a computer in my home, so um, yeah. When I get, went to go get a library card, they had a basic computer class you had to go through because um, that's how you could look at oh. your books and whatnot. So you had to go through this computer class. Um and that was the first time I actually sat there and uh and used one aside from the uh the little Apple IIE they had in the class where we played Oregon Trail. <laughs> it was either that mm, or yeah. it was the library. <laughs> those were the, the two options. So yeah, they, they, oh, would man. So it, I think things a different. So I say that to say like who knows what's gonna change. Like, yeah, they grow up with tablets and cell phones, but what will be the next thing? So right. yeah, it'll be good to get right. those skills um uh Teach those skills in college and what have you,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. Get them ready for the workforce, and yeah, who knows what next might be? uh Controlling things with your mind and I don't know. Man, the,
0: sign me up. Some, uh... Put the chip in my brain. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm ready.
1: Get that chip in. Yeah,
0: I'm so, I'm so lazy. If I could just Facebook. From, from right here <laughs> I
1: did it. the scrolling with your eyeballs like okay yeah, all right
0: <laughs> I, obviously on a cybersecurity uh podcast that's super dangerous right <laughs> Somebody will right, somebody right. Will hack my brain um
1: yeah exactly
0: so i don't have a good trans i was hoping that there'd be a good segue but there is no good segue for this
1: so <laughs> no it's all good no i think it's uh you know it's it's uh technology related so i think uh, you know the next topic that i was going to bring up was uh um, um, kind, of on the, kind of on the cyber front. You just talk about hacking your brain. So, I mean, this is kind of cyber-related too. So, uh, you know, this this article comes from uh, foreignpolicy.com. Uh, this is by uh, Jeroen Rosen. And basically, this article is just, it's it's regarding the, um, essentially the, the title of the article is The World Needs a Cyber, WHO, a World Health Organization, to to counter viruses in cyberspace. So the the main gist of this this article essentially is covering the the concern of you know cybersecurity across the world. So we have you know obviously the U.S. and uh, a lot of major you know a lot of big com- uh, countries U.S. you know uh, European countries and Asian countries J- Japan even China. Um, they typically have groups or organizations in that company in that country that can handle cybersecurity incidents, Um, you know, Microsoft being one that handles uh, even like the, um, I forgot the other one, the fire, um, Oh, fire, fire. yeah, fire, We have a lot of these big, um, big, like kind of successful, like cybersecurity agencies that are able to to manage and maintain and um, respond to cyber incidents. But there's a lot of, a lot of countries out there, a lot of smaller countries that don't have these uh, well-developed agencies to, to be able to, to. Combat these cyber incidents, um, and a lot of times they end up relying on, um, you know, U.S. or other agencies to help them remedy, to respond, to to investigate these incidents. And um, this this article brings up the idea that perhaps there should be like a, a basically a World Health Organization version, uh, a cybersecurity version of the World Health Organization that's able to respond to these incidents kind of uh, understand them get to the get to the 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 nitty-gritty and figure out who is responsible for them um, as well as you know kind of document and provide any kind of information to others that may get affected by it kind of like so that they're aware and they know how to respond if they are a victim of it as well Um, it's kind of like a united front of uh, cybersecurity so that everybody's on the same page. Everybody has kind of the understanding what's going on. And obviously, you know, some of the, uh, especially with the, the, um, the solar winds attack, uh, there's one country that that's been called out that may it may have been involved. I mean, I don't, um, it seems like it's highly likely that it was Russia from what they've said, um, uh, and what they've done to investigate. So it's, it's kind of, it'd be kind of interesting to see, you know, how, Maybe countries like that 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 may be sponsoring these these <laughs> these cases if they were involved in a united front to combat uh cyber, uh cyber incidents um but essentially that's the gist of the article it's It's basically trying to 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 describe what maybe in a perfect world what it would look like if we had a um you know that cyber response team that can help all these smaller countries. Um, As well as the big countries, just to kind of level set the, the playing field so that everybody has understanding what, you know, what happened in what country, what, what kind of cyber incident that affected, you know, banks, affected the government, um, you know, shut down some systems. Uh, they can get there and, like, investigate, figure out who it was, where it came from, um, and then can relay that, relay that information to other organizations across the world so that they know what to expect, what to look out for, what they need to do to pass your systems, to ready it ready their systems to make sure that they're not uh, not susceptible to attack. And um, I'm, I think it's a great, I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's something that should be considered. I mean, cyber has been been uh, a big topic as of late, especially with the, cyber, the solar wind attack. And I think the Biden administration has actually invested, invested a lot of money or going to invest a lot of money into uh, cybersecurity, which I think is a, a great thing overall. And hopefully it makes us all a bit safer. We uh, feel safer in our homes and feel safer in our our laptops and in our cell phones and on our gaming systems and all this kind of stuff. But, um, but with that, what, what do you think about that, Ryan? Did you have a a feeling on, uh, on this whole subject? Yeah. So
0: I I think in in theory, right, in the perfect world, like you said, uh, an organization like this should exist. Um, However, it, I, I, being a optimist cannot see how this could function, right? Um, mm-hmm. Only because uh, of nation states um, being the, the bad actors on the, uh, the interwebs, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So for this organization to uh, to be protected, it has to be a coalition. It would have to be made up of multiple nations so that way they don't get get attacked for um, basically like, like you said, like if some if some of this traffic coming from russia and say hey russia did it uh you have to have a coalition of other nations backing you or russia's gonna be like all right we we don't like you either we are gonna, yeah, right. <laughs> gonna sanction you attack you <laughs> x y and z so uh i, I can kind of see as being a if if implemented the way i'm thinking like a united nations type situation um, you'll have China, Russia, and North Korea on one side of the table, and then you have the U.S. and its allies on the other side of the table, and then nothing would get done because mm-hmm. all these nation states are hacking each other. Um, right. So I don't I don't know how you do it right. without including the uh, some some sort of coalition. I don't I don't know how you make it independent. Like is, will it be just like a nation maybe like Switzerland? Like hey, listen, we're neutral. <laughs> <laughs> we're neutral over here we'd do anything for everybody <laughs> we're neutral we'd we'll just take care of it everybody knows we're neutral I, I don't know I don't, I don't know how it, it yeah. Uh I think it would just add more red tape to it um, personally mm-hmm. uh, just because yeah. because then you'd be scared of causing uh, an international incident or getting sanctioned by another nation uh, because you, you point a finger rightfully uh, or not rightfully so at them it, it just looks like a mess. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think yeah. I think it's, it's a good idea. I do think it's a good idea. I just I I'm not uh, smart enough to to envision how they would implement it without um, and and make it autonomous. Like this thing exists by itself, and it will uh, report, and it will. Um, uh, I. Yeah, report what's what's happening. And identify um, who is the uh, contributor to uh, to to said yeah. cyber attack. That, that I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's um, like you said, all these like these uh, state-sponsored hackers. Uh, I don't know, yeah, I guess that's what you call them—state-sponsored hackers that are actually being funded by their own government to hack other company, other countries that get their data. I mean, you got to imagine like a lot of and, and I'm, I bet you even the U.S. might be doing it too for other countries as well, just to um, um, you know, especially if they're, you know, even under the guise of it being for a, um, you securing the country to make sure that they're tracking what other countries are doing. But um, you know, we have, I think we have kind of documented proof that you know, there's been some attacks that come from Russia that have come from China. Um, and like you mentioned, kind of having them within this coalition, um, it's almost like almost like you'd have a, almost like a spy within the coalition that's going to be like trying to maybe undermine or like trying to deter uh, you know, a, a state-sponsored attack and say, oh no, that's, that can have been us, that's, you know, that's that's this other country over here, look at this other country look what they're doing and just trying to kind of deter people from uh, kind of focusing on the real problem and uh yeah I think it's uh it's it's an interesting idea it's definitely um you know maybe worthy of discussion but it's uh i can I can see it going either way as well as far as especially trying to come together like you said maybe we should have like a neutral neutral country that's managing everything <laughs> right. And if there's even a neutral country, I don't know, you know, I'm sure on the, on the, on the, uh, let's see, on the, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but I guess, that's under under the covers, you probably, we don't even realize that maybe Switzerland is doing some hacking on their own. Oh, maybe they yeah. do some hacking on every now and then. Double,
0: <laughs> double agents out there. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> double agents. You
1: probably won't even know. <laughs> Switzerland could be like the ones that actually did the solo one. Who knows? It's, uh, it just, uh. 'Cause you can never really fully rely on one particular country to, to be hundred percent honest and and not uh and not have any kind of uh incentive to to uh maybe drive a certain uh, a certain outcome. Right.
0: But yeah. Yeah, I just don't I just don't know. But you know, it, it's 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 fun to think about. Maybe something that will actually uh come with it. You never know. they you like, Oh yeah, remember, yeah, remember we yeah. talked about that? It's it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, they, right. It's a thing they now.
0: Figured it out. I was like, "Oh, okay, got you."
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. But it's uh, it's interesting. It's fun. It's uh, it's fun to think about. But um, you know, us being in IT and being in cyber a little bit here, it's like uh, it's uh, it's a good thing overall that at least it's a, it's a discussion point nowadays that people are talking about cyber and how how you know different ways that we can implement cyber security and how we can uh, maybe better ready ourselves for future incidents and be better as you know be better as a country uh dealing with these situations we've had so many different incidents over the years they'll be losing their you know social security number or like their um, you know equifax being hacked and all these government institutes and things like that personnel management um even like hotels and 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 stores and stuff like that being hacked so um, the more we can more we think about it the more we talk about it the more we uh kind of make actions on it, I think the better we are overall.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, real quick, you know, since you brought up the, the whole getting hacked thing, uh, we haven't talked this week. Uh, I, I think somebody tried to get me. Um, you know, you get the, that arbitrary uh, email, like, oh, somebody's trying to access your account. It's like random country. Yeah, yeah so somebody in Asia, I'm not in Asia, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tried tried, or I should say didn't try successfully, got into my Uplay account, right? I, oh, yeah. they, we just talked about this yeah. uh, a week ago. I don't, I don't want a UPay play account. I don't want, uh, uh, Activision account. Like all these random accounts they make you have on top of your Xbox yeah. Live or whatever are the ones that get hacked, right? So somebody, somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody got in there, and by by the time I was able to go there and try to re, um, change my password, they had already changed it. So uh, they changed my password and, and my email, completely locked me out the account. So I was like, well, wow, no, that's not good. So I wow. I went to contact uh, uh uh Ubisoft Ubisoft how you pronounce it and, the, yeah. and in the midst of contacting them I get another uh email that says hey someone's accessed your Nintendo online account and I was
1: like oh oh, what oh, oh no so oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 so I, I do you do I
0: quickly yeah so I quickly <laughs> logged into that account And luckily I had MFA uh, set up uh because of the the nice. last Nintendo breach they had a little toggle switch added for MFA, uh, and it, it saved me. Yeah. So I went in there, you know, changed my uh, my uh, uh, password and stuff, and then uh, I had to work. Yeah. I had to work with Ubisoft to recover my uh, UP, uh, UPlay account. And oh my god! And there was a link. It yeah. said, "If your account, if you're unable to access your account because uh, basically like your, your information has been changed, please click here." So you know this is an issue,
1: yeah. right? <laughs> you got right. you got a
0: whole link for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, right this must have happened must have happened multiple times where you have a, a dedicated uh, link for this uh incident
0: yeah like, and then I, I couldn't find an mfa uh option so now i'm like man i just want to get rid of this account i think i got it from like play, yeah. playing assassin's creed or something it was like creative. yeah account to, to continue like i don't want this yeah the more the more accounts yep. the more surface level exposure you have
1: yeah absolutely i'm right there with you i, I have a uplay account i had set someone up a while back too for some i think actually i think it was some promotion i think they were giving like free game if you had a uplay account or something i was like okay i might as well sign up for one but like you said like a lot of games that will make you create one i think even like whoever does call of duty activision yeah like you said activision and some other companies make you create like their own like internal account on top of your, on top of your xbox live or psn uh, account so that they can I think essentially it's just it's really just for so they can track you a little bit better and they can um, maybe kind of suck you into their little uh, suck you into their like universe of their um, uh, yeah into their like kind of database of just of, of of users and kind of have you using their services more. But uh, yeah, it's like like you said, it's like more of a attack a surface area. You're giving all these all the accounts. You got 50, you know, 50 different accounts for for your one system because you have all, all these games you want to play. But, yes, yeah, as I'm glad that you, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you uh at least got notified you were able to act on it because, um that stuff happens, and actually, um, I would say maybe a couple of years ago my my wife's um netflix account got um uh got attacked, and the password got reset, um I think they even changed like the email address, like you said too, but um, obviously we get all the notifications, so it's as soon as we saw the notifications we like called right away and had them. Um, you know, restore the account back to how it was and keep those people off. It's so funny. Like I don't know. It, you, you, it's I don't know. It's just weird. It'd be funny if people had a Netflix account and got it hacked like that and like never did anything about it, or somehow, uh, you know, these people got access to your Netflix and now you don't have access to it, and now you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna keep paying for it and let these people, <laughs> let these hackers keep using it <laughs> indefinitely. Right. And, like you would, you would think the hackers would be like, this is almost pointless because as soon as we access to this account they're going to stop using it or they're going to like correct it right unless people just like you know just ignore it and just let their account be unreachable and just let hackers use it indefinitely so just it's just funny to me i just think it's kind of interesting i'm wondering how that you know works on the back end how how these hackers are like really making uh a profit or getting in kind of like decent return on hacking like these user accounts um but uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe some people out there are just like uh, like Shannon has like piles of money and just probably buys <laughs> Netflix and doesn't even look at the, <laughs> doesn't even use it and just pays for it. And just... No, I'm joking. I, mean, I just just giving uh, Shannon a hard time since he's not here, but he's, uh, I think he just bought a new TV and everything. So he's. Oh, uh... yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why he didn't show up. He... You know, he's he Yeah. On, yeah. He's going to get out that TV.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's playing on his TV right now, so he can't join the podcast.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, it's it's I, it's interesting to see how, how quickly they pivoted from one account to the other. So I, yeah. I think because uh, the common thread was the uh, the username associated. So I don't even know if it was one of those accounts that oh, was a, a, yeah. initially part of the breach or if it was a different account. So now I'm going through and I'm just putting MFA on everything. You know, you know I, I'm not a fan of MFA.
1: But yeah, yeah. What were yeah. I'm trying to sell it.
0: MFA sell it on you. Sell it you. Google Authenticators, <laughs> and because uh, I I don't I don't know where it where it came from, so I'm trying to root it out. Um, so that way they don't get to something that's that's vitally important to me. Um,
1: yeah. But
0: yeah. Somebody, I think somebody, somebody sold my stuff. Somebody out there made like twelve dollars. Yeah. Out there.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> and I was gonna say real quick too that the thing with MFAs as well is that you don't have to uh even if you're using MFA, not a lot of MFA other uh, another uh, services that use MFA don't require you to enter it every time. Uh, most of the time, especially if you're on your computer, you can you enter it at one time and then uh it's sort of like a cookie that you know, you can you can kind of keep your session uh alive for a certain period of time and you can go back to the website. As long as you're on that same browser, same device, uh, it kind of remembers your, your, or sees your cookies and sees that your session is still active or you have still a valid session. So it just keeps you uh, logged in or you don't have to like, or you just put in your password again and just logs you right back in or whatever. So you don't have to like keep, you know, second, uh second time authorizing or like, you don't have to use that second uh, form of authentication every time you access the uh, the website. So sometimes, get, you know, sometimes it's not that big of a hassle. Sometimes they do make you use MFA every time you go to the website, but Depends on how often you go there. It will kind of determine how how uh, annoying it is that you have to right. <laughs> you have to re- re- resort to your your authenticator app or whatever. But I, I definitely I definitely uh, advise people to look into it if you're not doing it already, especially for your bank accounts. Think that are, are high uh, high risk or or would affect you a lot more than uh, you know, you play account or you and your Netflix account. So Yeah, definitely. just my two cents. I don't think Netflix even has like multi-factor.
0: Uh, no, I don't, I don't believe so. But no, it it definitely comes in handy. I'm glad I had it on, uh, on the Nintendo account. Like, uh, it it is a little annoying sometimes, but it it stopped them yeah. from pivoting from that account to another account. Like, you know, they they were they were right. they're on the move, so it slowed them down. Luckily. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix, just real quick. So I, I, a long time ago, my Netflix account did. Get hacked, but they didn't change my um, my password or email address. They just added their own account. So you know, how you have like family accounts. It was just a random name, like, (laughs) and (laughs) and he or she was watching Narcos. So when I went to it to see what they had been watching, they were they were halfway done with the Narcos season. They were marathoning it. Yeah, I was like, yo, like, (laughs) wow, (laughs) (laughs) freeloading for real. Already,
1: yeah, yeah. They'd already watched like a whole series. Yeah, they
0: just like, <laughs> well, I'm just crazy. gonna keep watching until you
1: stop me. I'm like, oh man, it's people, yeah, people out here wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's what I would expect a a hacker to do. Most likely is just to like try to stay underneath the covers, or like you know, just to stay low key and like you know, create account and just like watch stuff. But for them to like, you know, to change your password, change your uh, change your email, and all this kind of stuff is like, well, obviously you're not gonna use that much longer than you know. So the person sees a notification and and changes it themselves right, right. or oh, they fit or people are like are just kind of silly and just like, "Oh, I can't use my Netflix anymore, oh well, I'll stop paying for it and just like <laughs> I'll get a new account or something I don't know but yeah it's just I think that's just interesting that's that's uh that's funny that they got to your account, created a second uh profile and uh just watched a bunch of narcos yeah I was like, oh, that's, I mean, that's pretty funny people are your freeloaders um, yeah, a bunch of free loaders.
0: Hey listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here you will be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. So speaking of hacking, this is not really hacking, but that's that's my segue attempt. Um, and uh, the our last topic um, for cybersecurity. So uh, last week and the week prior, I believe I spoke about uh, IC squared, how they were uh, mm-hmm. starting up remote testing, and how I was not a fan of it. Uh, so then uh, on LinkedIn, uh, one of my con- one of my connections uh, posted that apparently there is a Change.org petition. Uh, to stop ISC Squared um, from doing the online testing. In the petition, it states that uh, allowing remote testing opens a Pandora's box for cheaters and scammers. It would allow people to, one, use VGA slash HDMI splitters to send a signal to another room. Two, record questions. Three, distribute questions as dumps. Four, utilize a proxy to take ex- the exam for them. So that's basically paying somebody else to take your exam for you. Um, so I am backpedaling a little bit, right? So I saw this, I thought long and hired. I talked to you and Shannon about it. Uh, I even talked to my wife about it. Like what was bothering me about this? So uh, brought, everybody brought up good points. Point number one, uh, my graduate and undergraduate completely online. So from an undergraduate before the proliferation of proctored online exams. I actually had to go to a proctor in a library or whatever and they had to see my face, check my ID, take my test and then they scanned it and sent it in. Got it. Uh, as things progressed for my for my graduate, I didn't step foot in any testing centers uh, except for um, none. Just, just for my professional search that were not part of the degree. So for the degree, I did all of my testing proctored. So why mm-hmm. do I have a problem with it now? I shouldn't. Number two, mm-hmm. uh, I thought long and hard, why am I so fearful for them to offer other people the opportunity to take this extremely hard test? Um, I think it stems from me not wanting the cert to become too um, easy to get. Not to say easy, like they're going to cheat, yeah, but to say easy, mm-hmm. like there's another filter that's been removed, like they don't have to Go an hour and a half to a new testing center uh, because they don't have a professional center around them. Things of that nature. There'll be more cystitis after. Um, right. And now I am backpedaling because the more I think about it, I'm like, ah, it sounds really elitist of me. Um. <laughs> everyone who has the ability to test should have access to test. You shouldn't. It shouldn't matter if your testing center is a million miles away. Um, mm-hmm. If you could test online and do it in a non-cheating way, which I'm sure IC squared will work with their partners to ensure no cheating will be had or at least make it negligible, I think this is okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think yeah. we need to have the petition. However, it's uh, it's asking for a 1,000 signatures and they have 585 last time I refreshed. So people are signing it. People don't like this. But yeah. Uh, oh it up to 563 so 563 people don't like this um, mm. I'm starting to think I'm the problem in this <laughs> in, in this because I have no leg to stand on like the more, the more people the more I talk to people about it the more they poke holes in my story so I think it's just a me thing so mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. really want my hard uh, work to be recognized you know what I mean um, yeah, but it, but it still will. I don't think there's going to be a, a huge influx of uh, of CSPs. It's still a ridiculously hard test. Yeah, um, so I, I don't think all of a sudden there's going to be a million more of us out there. Um, but those who are good candidates, you know, the more they just add more people to the game. Yeah, more more good people. How, how do you feel? I've been talking for a minute. How do you feel about this?
1: Oh no, I'd say no. I think you've been uh, you've been uh, kind of touching on things that I, the same thoughts I had. I mean. I'll say this, that um, I understand people's concern and I understand that it's a hard test. I haven't taken a test myself. I haven't studied for it besides in my uh, getting my degree. I know there's some learning uh, some of the same domains, things like that. But uh, I think it's uh, obviously a hard test and people work on it and they either pass it or don't pass it. Um, some people, you know, I think it has a, uh, you know maybe a higher fail rate than some other traditional like cert- uh, certification test um just because of the, complex- the complexity and just the difficulty of the of the test so i understand that people are like very prideful once they get the test get the uh certification and you know i can see people wanting to make sure that everybody experiences the same uh difficulty when they're trying to pass the test it. not like they they pass this easily if they find, you know, especially if it becomes an issue where there are, like, a bunch of dumps out there and people are finding these answers, these, uh, answer keys and things like that, to, to help them pass the test, it, it would be start to become, like, oh, you know, that's easy enough to pass. If you find, you know, the information to study, you know, right stuff to study, you don't really actually have to go through the whole legwork of, of fully understanding all the concepts. Um, I guess with that saying, with that said, um, you know, we have all these other certifications that are proctored that are online. It's got college, you know, colleges that are hundred percent online that have, uh, um, you know, uh, everything's like remotely accessible and you don't have to go to a campus or anything. So it's like, if all these other institutes can, can have this, have this process down and, and be secure about it, um, how come they can't do it with this, uh, with this certification as well. And, um, I think, I think it's it'd be good if we just. I don't know. I think it's uh uh you know I can't stand the debate, but I I I think I was happy to hear that they they did this, even though I don't really have any immediate plans of taking the exam. But I think it's good overall that they made an option for people to do it remotely, uh, especially at the current state of things, with the COVID going around pretty crazy. Um, and so I I think uh, you know I. It'd be interesting to see if something comes of it. I mean, like you said, it's over five hundred people that have signed a petition, and uh, I would, I would guess, I don't know, I, it's just me, like in my assumptions. I bet you, uh, majority of those people that sign a petition are people that have actually are taken the test and passed it. <laughs> and then, like, right, right, exactly. Almost like <laughs> <laughs> it was like the people that are like uh, I don't, I don't want other people that have access to the exam and you know, or you know, have the possibly easier time taking an exam, but whether it's, uh, through keys, you know, through like, uh, you know, dumps, or if it's just, just in general, just having a the easier time of just being at home and taking an exam and not having like a stressful, uh, situation being in a, in a testing center. And, um, so I think it is maybe a little bit different when you're in a, in a testing center versus being in your own house, you feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more relaxed. Uh, you don't, obviously it's a, uh, like you mentioned, if you're not close to testing center, you have to drive so far to get to, uh, to the location and take your test so um yeah i think i'm you know i'm right there with you i think it's uh i understand the concern i I think overall perhaps uh as long as they are able to to manage it appropriately that it should be allowed um um, though i did it when i did read the article i I thought it was interesting talking about the the hdmi splitters and things like that i actually didn't really think about that being a a issue I'm, i'm sure people can use that to kind of like uh, monitor of sessions, and I can re- be recording in some other back room somewhere um, but um, at the same time, I mean people are so crafty nowadays, even if you're in a testing center i wouldn't be surprised if people had glasses with recording devices on them and and kind of like i don't know a lapel pin that just recording your whole <laughs> you know, your whole test <laughs> that's just like
0: a giant belt buckle a
1: camera. Yeah, in. a giant belt buckle. <laughs> they got like a cowboy hat with a, a camera sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> Oversized cowboy hat. And uh, so it's like I I wouldn't be surprised if people were still able to potentially get, uh, you know, acquire real questions and answers um, without even having to be at their home and be in like a, a legit testing center. So maybe it, maybe it would be harder, but at the same time, I'm sure that it's... Uh, just as possible, um, but yeah. So that's I guess that's my thoughts on it. I think it's uh, I, I'd be interested to see what comes of it.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, if there's a huge influx, uh, I'm sure that they'll they'll shut it down. I remember there was um, I want to say Cisco had issues with the CCIE at one point. Like there was like a um, test compromise. Like like uh, I, I think it was a lab and a written test. I think the written test got out or something, something like that. And basically, they yeah. suspended everyone who was in that um, that group. Like they were like, mm. way too many people passed. Statistically, this makes no sense. And then they found the receipts. Like, oh, they got a dump of the actual tests, and they just started suspending um, certifications. So
1: yeah, I'm sure wow. something
0: similar will happen if there's a huge influx of uh, yeah of passes in a certain you know area, or they find receipts that you know. Um, the test has been uh, put been put out there, and and to the proctor site's credit, they usually have you pick up your laptop and spin it around. Like it would be really right. hard to have cables and stuff hanging out of it. Like
1: that's a good uh, point. Yeah, they
0: they do a pretty good job of making sure that the, the whole area is is uh, secure. So that's a
1: yeah, that's a good point. I, I had kind of forgotten about that too. I remember taking a few of my tests, especially with uh, you know. Yeah, take take some on, online uh, practice tests, and like you said, they make you, you know, kind of survey the area, and you got to do the whole circle thing, and um, look behind a monitor or your laptop. I always did mine on laptop, so it's like um, I never had anything connected besides like a power cable. Um, so it's like, I think, you, like you said, I think it is actually probably more difficult than people realize, especially with some of the processes they go through nowadays. Um, but you know, obviously. Who knows you know, people use some crazy i don't know some crazy stuff, but it's uh I think it's good that they you know do do whatever they need to make sure these uh, these tests are, are secure.
0: yeah yeah definitely and I, I'm sure it will be fine uh, again if you feel some kind of way about it and you do um, feel that the the uh, petition is valid, I'm not taking it away from you like you you feel the way you feel I'm not trying to discredit you uh but i um I've had some some uh, some second thoughts about my uh, my reasons why I don't want it to happen. So uh, mm-hmm. again, it's a me thing. Um, yeah. So
1: stop thinking about you all the time. Think about Man, others now.
0: You know how many hours <laughs> I studied for this test? I want I want every <laughs> I want everything coming to me for this test.
1: <laughs> That's so, right.
0: Well, I'm sure I'm sure That's it's right. fine. Um, yeah, yeah. So with that being said, I think we came to a natural. Uh, Natural stopping point uh, to talk about what have you been playing this week or watching?
1: Mm. Mm. So I've been so I'll say this: I, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Control um, on the uh, on the PC. Okay. Um, or Xbox. I guess they have Xbox uh, Game Pass for PC. Um, so I played it on there because they they threw it on there, and then I've also been playing played some uh yakuza zero on uh on xbox uh series x uh, so i've heard those are good games it's the first time i've played one and i'm actually really enjoying it um, okay it's it, it's very yeah i don't know if you've played it or not but it, no, it's no, very story I've,
0: I've always wanted to jump yeah. in no, I, I heard good things about it
1: yeah yeah I've, I've been really enjoying it. i've only played like maybe uh I think the first three or four hours of the game um and I heard these games are fairly long, but um, it's really really uh, story heavy and, um, you know, just cool with some of the combat ele- elements you're just fighting. It's kind of like a little bit of an RPG-ish where you're uh, some, like, you might be walking down the street and a gang of guys might walk up to you like, hey, there he is, and grab him or something. And all of a you're just like a little fight. It kind of cuts over to like a little fight scene, like a, but it's all like, it's not like uh, real-time combat where you're like hitting a button and then waiting for them to do something. Um, um yeah, it's, so it's, it's like you actually are like fighting. Base, right? Yeah. Uh I'm sorry, yeah, it's it's not turn based. So oh, I, think I had it backwards.
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah, it's not turn based. Sorry, I meant I meant to say not turn based, but uh it's 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 just like a fighting game. Like you'd you'd play like uh I don't know, Tekken or something like that.
0: Oh
1: okay, um, that's it, it, kinda almost like the fight uh system itself, and you can you can do some bob and weaving, you can do some like Dashing in and out kind of thing like a boxer. But overall it's like really good. I think I, I'm really enjoying the story. Um and they actually put they put all I think five of them, five of the first ones on uh Xbox Game Pass. So I'm gonna see if I can try to get through them. Um you know in the next however long it takes. But uh on top of that, me and the wife still got to finish off uh Breath of the Wild. We got three three Divine Beasts down. We gotta get the fourth one. And then we're gonna move on to gannon, so uh that's in the okay. that's in the uh in the back pocket as well
0: <laughs> no yeah that's that's definitely what's up yeah um i I'd love breath a while man I was playing with the kids and whatnot for uh for I left um to yeah. um, to go on this year long tour um it's mm-hmm. it's always something like I brought the switch with me, so it's always something that I plan on going back to, but I've had so yeah. many games on my backlog and um since' yeah. my my degree a lot of games to catch up on. Um, uh, right now, I'm still going through the Last of Us Part Two. Yo, this game won't end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm enjoying it, but yeah. I'm like, yo, it's still going. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> 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 I put I know, at least right? 20 hours in. At least 20 hours. I'm like, yo, it's. I, like it's it's uh, again. I'm I'm enjoying it. I think I think the story is actually pretty good. Um, I'm like. Retreading some areas I was in as a different character, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool to see it from their perspective. Um, but uh, I'm ready to play something else. Like I, I mm-hmm. think I'm getting old. Like it used to be a, a point in time where I wanted to play a game until I I could literally break it, like uh, a Mario sixty four. Like mm-hmm. I could I could literally speed run that game. I, I know muscle memory, but now I just want to see the end so I can move on to the next game.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Like
0: man, man, I love it, but hey, I got, I got, uh, Days Gone. I got, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I got Resident Evil Seven. I got a, a mean backlog. Persona Five. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish that one yet.
1: Yeah, like oh, I,
0: I, I, I got to keep moving. I keep yeah,
1: moving I'm right there with you. I've been, I've been kind of uh, avoiding. I used to be like, like a completionist on all games. Like I'm gonna get 100% of everything. I got to see every little side story, every little uh item. I gotta get all the, you know, weapons or what have you. But nowadays, I'm just like, what's the quickest path for me getting from the beginning to the end? Gonna, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just want to experience the story, and I just want to get to the end. Just like I played Witcher Three, I finished that like a couple weeks ago. I just, I didn't do any of the side quests. There's like, there's hundreds of like side quests in that game too. But um, I just went from the beginning to the end, like the quickest route to get, you know, uh, Geralt to uh, <laughs> to the end, end dude uh is what i what i was my goal i did not even try to collect any extra items or any extra quests it takes too long i just need to get to the next game i got this backlog of games i gotta get to and uh i I beat persona 5 i did the same thing with persona 5 um i kind of just wanted to get through a lot of the game i I did play some of that the game was actually really fun i played a lot of the little side quests um here and there but um I didn't pull up like online like walkthrough and try to find everything. I've been kind of avoiding. I haven't really used walkthroughs in a while. I used to use them all the time and try to find every little secret in every game. But nowadays, I just kind of like just play it free, you know, freehand, just like see if I can find stuff on my own. And uh, if I miss something, then hey, I missed it. You can maybe find online later on if it's like especially games that have like multiple endings. I was like, "Uh, I'm not going to try to play the game seven times just to see every different ending. Right, Um, rather just like. (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather just uh, maybe I'll, somebody else would post it online or something and i see some of the alternate al, alternate endings or something like that. Yeah.
0: It, it's just way too many games I think is the, the problem. Like, which is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Compared to when we were kids, you get you get one game like a, a right. quarter. May, maybe, maybe a one game a quarter. But now, yeah. man, like a game drops like every two weeks something I want to play yeah. and I'm like, oh man, I'm still playing games. Like I didn't play the last uh, Tomb Raider game either, right. man. so I'm like, oh, I gotta go all the way back. <laughs> yeah. I got, well, that's what Game Pass is for. But yeah, I got I got years of backlog. I gotta catch up on.
1: Yeah. So, Hell yeah. I'm right there with you, man. And uh, even like the Cyber Twenty Seventy Seven, I want to check that out too eventually. Um, yeah. I, I tend to nowadays too. I tend to wait till games get like really cheap to, before I buy them. Uh, i like, cheap like that anyway, <laughs> so I don't, like, spend a bunch of money. I don't get a lot of games when they first come out nowadays. I used to do that back in the day, but nowadays I just – I wait for it to actually be on, on the market for a while, and it's, like, it becomes, like, a $20 game or $10 game or something.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I do the same thing because I, I do all digital nowadays anyway.
1: So. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, uh, I do have a
0: couple games on disc only because, like, um Final Fantasy VII, I wanted, I wanted the box because yeah. I'm a yeah. huge fan.
1: But yeah. For I did the most that one.
0: part. Yeah, for the most part. Because I A, I'm lazy. I use this. I just wanna pick up the controller, flip to the game. <laughs> right. That's why I can't yeah. wait to take the next gen system with the with the fast load times. Right. But uh uh number two, I thought GameStop was gonna be out of business, so I had no place to trade these games into. But mm-hmm. it, uh, apparently, their their shares are worth almost $300, so they're not going anywhere. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a multi billion dollar corporation now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <All> that's right. <laughs> At least, yeah. they're about to overtake Google and Amazon and all
0: <laughs> They were worth twice as much as Microsoft. As Microsoft just had, a, I think they said last quarter they made a $15.6 billion profit. Like like literally the Bethesda deal it could already be paid for in potential money. That's how much yeah. money they made in one quarter, they made twice as right. much as they spent on on all of Bethesda.
1: Right. But right. here comes
0: GameStop, four hundred dollars a share. Right. <laughs> crazy.
1: Uh no. And they're rolling the dough over there in GameStop, like, oh she- people, especially people that I'm sure work there, they got, you know, stock when they were like first joining the company and um, uh, which call it? And they they bought it for like twenty five cents a uh, right. share. <laughs> and I was like it's worth like three hundred and some odd dollars.
0: Twenty twenty one is wild. I mean, we we not we witnessed the the insurrection. The pandemic is still here. Now, yeah, GameStop, uh, a company on its last leg, is worth more than uh, uh, Microsoft. Uh, it was it batched Netflix. It was like. Almost half the uh, the start price of Tesla. I mean, like, yo, it's it's crazy here.
1: Yeah, right, right, absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 interesting. Let's see how the future holds. And uh, I just wanted to throw this out here too, because you mentioned what I was playing, what I was watching. Um, actually, I just started watching uh, Brid- Bridgerton.
0: I guess oh, okay. It's,
1: uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been pretty pretty interesting. I have watched like the first two episodes so far. Uh, uh, you, like, you,
0: you can make yeah. me watch it, because uh, yeah. my wife, my wife told me to watch it. She was like, she finished it, and usually yeah. she has a marathon shows. She was like, it's that, that good. I'm like, uh, yeah. I just, I don't like that period of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. I have a personal,
0: yeah. I have personal bias against that period of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, well, I like don't like the Vic- Victorian period. I just don't, I don't enjoy it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it's pretty entertaining so far. I think it's, uh. Um, uh um i think one thing i do like about it you know you kind of mentioned that time period i think it's like it almost reminds me like a little bit of a a little bit like hamilton the the production just because it's it has people of different different uh you know ethnicities playing these roles um i don't i don't know if this i don't think anything's based on actual like real people that i can that i know of i'm not really that great in history but um i think it's all fictional but these people just kind of like uh playing these different roles um um you know you have this uh this appears to be like a mix or a black uh like duke of uh duke of this this uh, uh of this uh, uh uh kingdom or whatever you call it yeah, yeah. yeah whatever, i've got yeah, i i I'm, I'm so bad on that but it's uh just that they have these like multi- multicultural like individuals playing these different roles and um i actually like to see that uh, whether or not it has it doesn't have to be like hundred percent you know all white cast or, you know, it doesn't have to be, and all the people kind of uh, just like the the mix of, 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 cultures and just the fact that it's, it is kind of an entertaining story so far, just kind of some of their, uh, uh, and it's, I think it is kind of more like a, uh, I'd say it's not like a typical show for like guys, I'd say just offhand from what I've seen so far. It's not like a, you know, a bunch of like, I don't know, guns and like, you know, uh, martial arts and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, just drama. Just uh, kind of social interactions, talking about, like, trying to find a suitor, find these these ladies trying to hook up with the the finest man in all the land, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. But it's, it's pretty interesting so far. I'm Just watching the first couple episodes, I think. Uh, and I think Netflix said that this is actually their most watched series of all time. I think somebody said yeah. that. I, I read a statistic somewhere. So um, that's what made me kind of watch this thing. I, bet, I better watch it at least to see what people are making a fuss about. Um, and I'm not going to say so far I've watched it that I'm like, oh, this is like the greatest thing ever. Um, but I'll, I'll see once I've got through the whole thing um, how, you know, how good it is overall. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I, I hate to say it, but I think I got the, the FOMO, Fear of Missing the I really <laughs> yeah. I really I really don't want to watch it. I really don't. But everybody yeah. says yeah. it's good. I'm like, ah. That's right. I got to watch it.
1: That's me too. Because I see it on the, the Netflix top, you know, top ten uh shows or whatever, and I always see it on there. I'm like, oh, I guess I should watch it if everybody's like gushing over it.
0: Right, right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I get. I, I'll I'll start it.
1: <laughs> start it right tonight before you go to sleep. Uh,
0: episode. <laughs> man. There it is. Get you, get but, you uh, sucked in. Yep. Got got me on that one. So, oh, before before we go before closing remarks. Uh, so I was able to talk to the, uh, this is for the audience. Like we were, we already talked about it, but for the audience. So yeah. uh, I was able to talk to the CEO of, uh, the Blurds leading technology or, uh, BOT. Uh, so that is, uh, Chelsea, uh, Pierre, and we are going to have an interview for the show. So it won't be for a couple of weeks because, uh, that's how post production works. Right. Uh, I can talk mm-hmm. about it now, but it's going to be some time before I can fold it into the show. But what we want to do is solicit your questions. So if you listen to this, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, if you made it this far, you're 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 hooked. So you might as well just go ahead and, and send us your feedback. But uh, the, uh, the Blurge Lead Technology, their, uh, their, their mantra, so to speak, is accelerating the movement of diversity and inclusion one data center at a time. Their mission real quick, uh, BOT exists to provide an unconventional hub for all minorities in technology that seek to advance their network and enhance their skills. Our mission is to connect talented individuals with unique opportunities for employment, education, and leadership that might not otherwise be afforded to them due to ethnicity, gender, or sexual orientation. So uh, if you want to read more about Blurreds Leading Technology, please go to Blurreds. that's B-L-E-R-D-S, leadingtechnology.com. Check them out, and then if you have some questions, some burning questions, or just something you want to uh, talk to the uh, the CEO about, please send them to us. I'm going to put it in the group. I'm going to put it on the page. I'm going to uh, blast all of you for your questions. So obviously, we want questions as well, uh, and I'll go into a little bit more detail about that. Uh, so thank you, uh, thank you, Patron, patrons, patrons. Thank you, uh, audience, listen to us on free feeds. Obviously, thank you, Vivon. I appreciate you, uh, you know, oh, yeah. taking the time uh, to, to be on the show today. Uh, you Absolutely. can reach us at theothersideoffirewall.com. That's the website, which will then lead you to our Patreon, which is The Other Side of the Firewall. Uh, our Twitter, which is at on underscore firewall. The Facebook, which we have a page and a group. Uh, is the other side of the firewall. Please join the group. Uh, Our Instagram, which is the other side of the FW, FW being shorthand for firewall. I need to update our Instagram. Uh, It's always the last thing I do. Uh, (laughs) And I always forget. So we're a couple episodes behind on Instagram. But we also have a a LinkedIn group. So if you go to LinkedIn and you type in the other side of the firewall, you will find our group, which uh, has a lot of members in as well. So either join the Facebook or the LinkedIn or both where we can solicit your questions, concerns, feedback, and voicemails. So you can also send us a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at RyRySecurityGuy. That's Security Guy and LeVon.
1: Hit me up at LeVon Maynard.
0: There it is. So please, please, please give us your feedback. We're only going to get better that way. So I think this is episode 11. We're moving. We're already over past the decade. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> that's right
0: send us your feedback it's greatly appreciated uh definitely. any last alibis
1: no i think it was a good episode i appreciate you having me on here too i look forward to yeah. that uh the interview i think it's gonna be a great opportunity for us to uh get some uh you know get some perspective from uh, another um you know a, a leader in this uh in this field as far as uh looking out for uh people of color i think it's gonna yeah, be great
0: yeah, definitely I, I I love their I love their platform I love their uh their their mantra and then of course uh it's also a uh, a woman of color CEO and that is the uh, the three percent we're trying to uh, put there on on our on our platform to show you that hey look uh, we can do it like there there are people doing great things in high level positions and you can also get there. Uh, as well as you can seek sponsorship from these type of people as well. They do exist. We're not unicorns.
1: Absolutely. That's right. There it is. That's right. I like it.
0: Hey, listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad free. However, In these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.